Augmenters, welcome to season two. We thought the best way to begin mentoring in 2022 is to dive right into the metaverse, augmented reality. I never thought we'd make it here, all the way in the metaverse in 2022. I can't believe we're in 2022. But honestly, I feel like I've learned so much about virtual reality and obviously the metaverse as it's emerging as this very exciting, terrifying, wonderful, awful, fabulous, horrible new thing that we're all looking at. And I hadn't really thought about VR and mentoring and how that could go together until we got the chance to hang out with Ron, who's awesome. What did you think? It helped clarify to me that right now, for example, you and I are talking through a video conference. So in some way, we are an augmented reality in our conversation where I can wave my hand and you can think Jimmy's about to hit himself accidentally. And we would never be able to do that over the phone. So we're already living in augmented realities beyond sticks and stones, but kind of this clarifying, there's this line of when you put on a headset and we go from, you said this really well, Julie, I thought, two-dimensional to three-dimensional, how does that change the relationship? How does that change the feelings of the, of the people involved and the perceptions? Well, and I wonder too, like, will we see each other's legs? Then will it be like our actual legs? I don't know, because, you know, we spend a lot of time on Zoom together. So it's always exciting when I see you in person. You get to see your shoes and your ankles. It's like, oh my God, Jimmy has legs. It's like, who knew? I kind of thought we were just like from up. up I've been deadlifting. I'm ready. (laughs) You don't know how big my my feet actually are. Um, But I think. You said legs, not feet. Let's Let's not go too far with augmented reality. Yeah. So I think, and and for the mentoring relationship, which we talk a lot about, we talk so much about connection, how you really get to know each other. You know, again, just even having this opportunity to do video, we see each other. I can see, I I can sense how you're feeling, or I can see if you're drinking coffee or what's drinking whiskey at nine o'clock in the morning. I want to know what's going on. Um, But in augmented reality, even that maybe there, there is sort of this additional um, love layer of being able to really see each other and understand each other. So I think it can really create more connection, especially as we're sort of living in what we call this digital HQ, where potentially permanently we will have an element of our work life happening online. So we didn't talk about this directly in our conversation with Ron, but do you see augmented reality in your future over the next five years in mentoring? Like, do you think you'll be in a 3D conversation that will be mentoring? I should we, I think we should be on the forefront of it, Jimmy. I mean, being the, you know, thinking ahead kind of people we are. Yeah, let's do it. I think, I think it would be great. Obviously there's more that has to be worked out with the technology. I could definitely see myself using VR more in the future, and especially around empathy. I think that's something we talk about in this episode that what happens in VR is it does give you more of an opportunity to actually feel like what it feels like to be in somebody else's shoes, which is a key component to mentoring is really being able to have that empathy. So yeah, I I think let's do it. Okay, well then we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. I'm the scared. name the name is Augmenters. So did you know this the entire time when you were like, oh, that's a good idea, Jimmy. Let's keep thinking about the name Augmenters, that we were really talking about let's have 3D interactions th- with ones and zeros in the web? Jimmy, the universe has, has spelled it out for us. We didn't even have to think about it. The universe just put it right in front of us because we, uh, Jimmy, who's a brilliant mar- a brilliant brander and marketer, definitely way better than me, uh, came up with the name. And I think then we just talked about it augmenting the mentoring experience 
but maybe we didn't even know that this is going to be really in our future. So I'm excited to see what happens next and see how we can integrate this. But in the meantime, should we kick it over to Ron's episode and go from there? I think it's time. So today we are talking with our good friend, Ron Johnson, an instructional designer, business coach, educator, public speaker, sometimes marathoner, who is taking us on a deep dive in and around virtual reality and augmented reality, not just in mentoring, sometimes even snorkeling while in a Snuggie. And he is the founder and CEO of Triton Consulting in New York City and has been educating people uh, with digital products on the internet for a long, long time. And is also sometimes uh, Julie's cellar dweller and a <laughs> resident. Is that right? And definitely one of my favorite, favorite people. So I'm so excited to have this conversation with him. He's been a mentor to me. I've been a mentor to him. Um, and I'm so excited to see where he goes from here. So let's talk about augmented mentoring. Off we go. Augmented augmentering. Yeah. Yeah, or just keep one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you can do both. You can do both. That's probably better advice. No, that yeah, yeah. Do do less and therefore do more. Yeah. I'm here to have, we're, we're, we're here for each other. <laughs> Maybe do one. Oh, oh wow. We can do, we can do two. That's too good. Oh, that's too good. So oh, what where did you get kind of like, uh, or on the on the augmented or even just kind of XR? What do you think about earpods being kind of the next thing in ease of use, like like kind of like like approachability of augmented reality, where you just kind of had the audio by itself changing how you interact with the world, like if there is some kind of camera or something else where you just have audio feedback instead of maybe the visual, just that, you know, the adoption of earpods is already so high. I've been hearing this in a couple of different circles about people already saying, you, you know, you, have you been to a museum or something where like you put on the headphones and when you walk into the right room, it starts playing and stuff. And that kind of expanding that in a, you know, Pokemon Go meets Apple yeah. AirPods meets Apple. Like as far as approachability and accessibility, um, I'm always thinking from the lens of youth entrepreneurship, primarily. Um, the the Oculus Quest is uh, two ninety nine uh, right oh, now, really? and so are Nintendo Switches. So you see the little knuckleheads have a Nintendo Switch all day long. So even when it comes to like the wealth gap, opportunity gap of having access to the devices. Um, we know that it's doable and also it's sponsorable as well. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. And on top of that, for VR and AR, you don't really need the devices because your phone is sub- supports it as well. So, like, um, I can do a 360 video on YouTube, Facebook, and Vimeo. Uh, and you can have, you can move your yeah, around or scan it or just swipe with it. 
and you'll be able to have an immersive experience, a 360 experience from your mobile device. So even that barrier is taken down as well because the technology through these platforms are already mobile friendly. Oh, Ju- Julie, have you tried it? You know what? I have, and it made me like I a little nauseous. Do you have it? We can, oh, we you, can you, do it. it gave me, you did? I, well, I, I probably was like inappropriately using it, spinning around and oh, doing okay, it. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, let's do it. Well, so what I, what I think what you guys like, um, it's called traveling. It's it's a there's a video, a VR video that um, Aqua's made. Um, I don't know if Aqua's made it. Anyway, it's called Traveling While Black, but it's a it's a documentary around Ben's Chili Bowl in D.C. and it's the history of took what took place there. But it's um it's kind of like how we're sitting. Has he been to your been here? No, before? okay, mm-hmm, he hasn't. But it's kind of like you're sitting at this table here. And you're, we're talking about the history of um, of Ben's Chili Bowl in the D.C. area. And so when it comes to mentoring, um, that v, the VR space is just good for storytelling and connection that way. Even if it's just YouTube presenting, um, you can like li- literally look at the camera as if somebody and somebody will feel like you're literally talking to them. So um, actually, now that we're fits. talking about it, we had for um, farm like for uh showing like dietitians what is like on the farm you go on and you're like it's like you're at the farm and like you look to one way and then you see that and it's like you're and on what, the tractor this, and, and when, what did this happen they had glasses it was at actually expo west um jimmy i was outside i can't remember which brand it was but they had like an immersive farm experience exactly and yes that's where and that's where that camera does it, yeah it does all that it does all that I think so, this is the next, I think I'm, I'm, it would be for mentoring. It's so, and I think that you and I were talking, we were at lunch the other day. I think I shared with Jimmy too, like the idea around corporate training or employee training or. It's already being done right now. Yeah. It's already being done right now. Like to do anything else to me, doesn't make sense anymore. Honestly, as the more research I do, the more convinced I'm going to be. And I haven't been doing that much research to be very transparent. The little bit that I have, but a lot of big companies are already doing it, already doing it. I think when you say you've only done a little bit of research, you really mean you've done a ton of research compared to the average individual. That's a uh, that might not be up to your standards. Yes, I'll take that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So have you found any more a- applications for VR on your travels, like in a specific way to like w- w- what was one of the ways when you're in Santa Domingo where you're like, hey, this is a great place for me to do this 360 camera and mm-hmm. like, yeah. So you need registration to put in a, a flying device in the sky. And so if for any reason you're detected, you're, you're actually, you're not supposed to, you only designated areas that you can drone are designated. So um, with the 360 camera, uh, this comes with an invisible selfie stick that goes very long. I um, mean, they could have even longer ones though. Um, but with the 360, it also comes with an invisible self, invisible selfie stick. So the selfie stick you can't even see in the recording. Hmm. You might see my hand fist up, brought yeah. up, but you can't see the selfie stick unless you see my shadow. You'll see the shadow of the selfie stick. Um, so I can do, I can emulate a drone and take the selfie stick up high and brown low, and then also with it, I can zoom in and out in post production um, and show a whole another perspective. So. Even though we're here, we can have a, a flat wide angle here, but I can squeeze the uh, lens to go out even more and it'll show this whole room all in one setting too. Wow. So, um, what are you shooting? Stuff. 
Are you shooting it on your phone? Or are you shooting on a specific camera? I'm shooting. I just had it with me. Um, it's a it's a device um, smaller than this uh, charger here. It's probably half, maybe three fourths its size here. Um, and it's a it's a full video production team all in one device. And what it does is it syncs up with your phone. So you can actually see what you're taping, you're recording, taping, I just dated myself, what you're recording from your phone. Um, and the, the camera comes with two 180 degree lenses on both sides. So it's 180 degrees plus because the edges seem together. Um, so you have a fisheye view of up and down and all that. So it is easy to get started. And then the platform they have, uh, it's called Insta360. They have their own social media platform for Insta360 users that you can put your content up as well. And so there's, a, there's its own community and it gives you ways of hacking and doing different stuff with your 360 that's just shared amongst the community. So I'm always learning when I go on there too. Ron, wow. I, have, I have a big question. How did, how, like, who, who taught, did you have like a mentor in this VR? How did you get into this? Did I have a mentor? Um, I think my short answer would be my, my, my uncles and my mom will be my mentors because they're the one who introduced me. None of my friends have done it, but I've gotten my friends to buy them. Well, a couple people, uh, to buy them, um, but yeah, it would be just honestly my my mom and my uncles. They're really into technology. Um, they're they're deep into the fourth industrial Re- revolution conversation and all that, and they're really looking forward to what the what the future is going to look like, regardless of how we like it or not, and being prepared for what it is, no matter what. So, By the way, I love Ron's mom. She's the she's the best. She is the best. She's the best. She is the best. Shout out moms, <laughs> mom dukes. <laughs> She um, is the best. She's yeah. the <laughs> uh, What else? Uh, but no, no, I know. I want to say there's a, any mentors other than my my immediate family that we connect on the weekends. And then I just see uh, the possibilities when it comes to teaching uh, youth and adults in unorthodox ways. You know, I, I call myself a curator of entrepreneurial experiences and I'm trying to figure out ways that um, I can teach entrepreneurship through things that normally uh, are not traditional. And so whatever doesn't require a classroom, I can I'm at a place now I feel confident I can say I can turn any item into an entrepreneurial uh, course anytime I want. Wow. So um, unpack that a little bit. You know, somebody says, hey, I found a quarter on the ground and you're like, OK, here, you know, this is mm-hmm. this is where you can go with this thinking about. Okay. So um, innovation. The first thing that comes to mind is last, this time last year, we had a coin shortage. Um, and Well, at least in LA, we did. Um, and so they were only allowing just a certain amount of quarters to be given out um, from the bank. You can only get one sleeve, like one $10 sleeve, unless you, if you have an account there. If you have a business account, you can get two sleeves. Wow. Fancy. Right? Woof. And and possibly not waiting that line. Um, so I think that's a good way of identifying a problem, saying, hey, there's a coin shortage. What are great ways that we can actually maintain our coins um, in a way that um, it's it's actually like great to have because we know there's a demand for them. And so that'd be a great way of exploring design thinking and trying to figure out 
is there an opportunity that I could create a business to maintain and preserve the quarters? Because I know we might run out at some point or it might get worse. So I think that would be a good discussion, uh, discussion uh, feature on identifying a problem, um, doing a brainstorm, and then doing some design thinking on solutions on how to avoid coin shortages. Wow. All right. That, that, that ain't bad. So, 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 so now you got me thinking like, why don't, how are you not combining that with like, you know, like you're talking about like improv entrepreneurship education. Yes. I can do that anytime I want. Yeah, I'm like ready to go. Show. It's like a whole new show. I can do this. I can do this. You're <laughs> my first time actually saying this out loud, but yeah, I, 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 I'm that confident uh, only because I've got my butt kicked several times. So I know, uh, when to shut my mouth and when to keep it going and then take a hit on the chin at the same time. So I'm not immune to any more butt kickings. I know that there's going to be some more in the future. So the, the, the path towards a meaningful life is through discomfort. That's right. So, Nothing grows in a comfort zone. Amen to that. So what, what are you actually thinking then of doing things along those lines with the uh, augmented reality about how to combine kind of like, these impromptu experiences that are super topical that can really, you know, bring out almost connection from the viewers, not just because of the 360 experience and the augmented reality, but also because that the content is hitting them at a, at a time that's really meaningful. Back to, to answer your question, I've created a co- content around that. There's already video footage that I use to create my course as well. And then um, ironically enough, I spent some time in LA uh, a couple of weeks ago and she had just launched, opened up her pop-up shop. Mm. So I actually went to her store. It's called her business is called Sage. I went to Sage with my 360 camera and I recorded in there as well. She doesn't know that she I haven't done nothing with the video yet, but I am going to um, uh, see how that can actually put implement it into my um, Allison Innovates uh uh, course that I'm that I made and, and call it you know a, a Allison 360 or Sage 360 and have storytelling. Um, the, uh, something else I want to add to this whole immersive uh, situation is uh, while I'm looking at and, and watching more 360 videos, um, honestly these videos aren't too much longer than uh, five minutes for the most part, unless you're watching a documentary, unless you're you know. Um, I love it. And because it's more immersive, you're going to, and it's hitting more senses, as you said, people are going to have greater uptake faster, own the, uh, own the training, own the kind of customer experience or quality that the company's looking for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's brilliant. <laughs> so I got, I got to bring it back because I've heard that Allison Felix's shoes are fantastic because she won her most recent medals in her own shoes. Right. She did it without Nike. She did it. She got her. She got golden bronze, uh, and 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 became the most decorated athlete and a track and track and field athlete in American history. And she was not wearing Nikes. Can you imagine? Like out of all out of all the Olympics, the Nike could have just pooped on her for. They had to do the one that she's breaking records with. And that, and I guarantee, I guarantee, she ran faster. She did. Because it's like, yeah, it is <laughs> that Nike. Like that is, yeah, that is actually yep. the best. Yeah, and actually, just thinking a little bit about your immersive content and how 
you are really bringing this story to life as we think about stories of others. You know, we talk about like our own people who have inspired us in mm-hmm. life, but obviously we all have so many people outside of our own lives that inspire us. Yeah. The more you can create this immersive content, the more girls, boys, everybody out there can hear these inspirational stories and connect yeah. to it better than just reading about it in a book or even just watching, you know, a little bit of yeah. a video about it. Yep. Being like imagining what it's like to be on the track or what it's like to actually you know, have these, have these immersive experiences like she did right. next to you deeper to her. I mean, now you got my, now I have to write this down because even that footage I have now, like even with, like regardless of Allison Felix's pop-up concept in LA, I could do a whole course on pop-up shots now. Yeah. I, Ron, you, you are like made for 360 video. This is your second time on, on radio writing down or like look, re- reading things in the background. I love it. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 You, you, you're, you're just giving me an opportunity to like fill the dead air with like all my like random uh, trivia that doesn't win me anything. <laughs> no, so no, this and is good. Love- this is no, good. you got to write that down because the piece that I want to still say about Allison Felix, which I really want to see your video, Ron, is because my understanding is that she has only making shoes for women, and the sh- and-, and the shoe is is made by a woman. So it's designed and it's made from a woman's foot. All shoes are made designed from a man's foot first, and then they say they put a W on it. Her shoe was designed from a woman's foot from the from from ideation. So there's there's no other shoe that does that. Oh my god! So that's definitely my let's get crazy for this episode. You know, n- no more man's shoe and put a W on it. We're just going to put oh, a W I'll on take it. it. <laughs> put a W on that. Just put a <laughs> W on it. I, yeah. And that is amazing. And, and, and think about, uh, we actually just had one of our uh, recent guests, uh, Betsy Four, who started Tiny Organics, which is a food company that's trying to introduce babies and toddlers to their first 100 fruits and veggies and 100 flavors. Uh, she is a product designer by trade. And the book she recommended actually was Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the yes. story of Nike. Yes. Yes. So I now love how you're taking it next level and you're saying, hey, let's rethink what might have worked in the 60s and 70s. You're talking about you know, mm-hmm. impromptu, improv entrepreneurship. We're talking about Allison Felix now coming out. We're just going to start with the W on it. We're not putting it on, on the W later. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say, though, uh, this is an ex- it's an exceptional it's exceptional to even hear that people that that they were men's shoes from the very beginning. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. like that's kind yeah. of terrifying. Yeah. I do have to tell you, Jimmy, that I appreciate that Ron writes things down like I do. I just put things on post-its and put it everywhere. Um, Ron, is, Ron is both a very far in the digital age and also very far back. Yes. Um, but I have to prompt because you just wrote Oprah's favorite things in yeah. the book. I looked over your shoulder and I don't know if you know how deep Jimmy and I have a connection to Oprah. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, yo, you get one, you get one. Everybody gets one. Look under the seat. That's right. Well, you know, she, she just made Oprah's list. So I, I saw the list came out and I hadn't read it. I was saving it for my time this weekend. All right, I didn't for, sorry for the spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I should have warned you. I had no idea about this. I You should have at least jabbed me in the rib or something. I wouldn't have said anything. We got to put that into the production brief. No sorry, sorry. things until Jimmy has his his, his, his my time. Let him get his. I was going to say, get you a chai tea or something <laughs> so you can uh, belly up and, uh, you know. 
Get your snuggie on with your Oprah's <laughs> Oprah's newest edition. There's nothing wrong with a snuggie or a onesie. Oh no, no. I mean, they're, they're both comfortable. I I had a vest on underneath my sweatshirt today. I'm thinking about it. I I don't have. I didn't bring one with me. Yeah, we can. Okay. I'm down. I invited Jimmy, but he didn't come. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we need to get an extra. I need a, I need a snuggie or something now. Sure, I have one somewhere. Okay, cool. Thank you. I, it's bunny ears. It's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. Oh, okay. I, I said bunny ears, yeah. but a giraffe. I'll take you know, a giraffe. That's the height. What can I say? I'll do it. There you go. There you go. Wow, that is too funny. Uh, I that, that that is so. Uh, wow, the, the combination of of Allison Felix bringing us back to Oprah all of a sudden after all the conversations that Julie and I have had, you know, and and how Oprah as someone who has just like continually been innovative in what products she was bringing to market to then show them off all the people that she's launched. You know, I mean, I think Ron, isn't there a way for augmented reality to find its way to uh, Oprah's list sooner than later? I think so. I think, I mean, yeah, it's going to be more of whatever that product is and that social impact that comes with it. I, I think there shouldn't be a problem to get in there. I think it's all about that social impact because, you know, you know, it's, for definitely for Alice and Felix, we're talking about the shoe right now, but the reality of it is the reason why she came up with the shoe is because she did not have a shoe because someone told her she wasn't good enough or worth it. And so, you know, a big piece for the mentoring for augmented reality is uh, augmented uh, mentoring is like, well, how do you respond when, you're, when you get, when you're disappointed? Do you go crying? Do you go, do you go quit your job or do you um, play chess and like sit back and think about what your next move is, because um, no one's really meant to stay anywhere. And if you're devalued, OK, cry about it or do something about it. And we can see in real time, um, definitely for black women that are definitely treated differently in a professional space, regardless if you're the greatest athlete in the world. Um, and black women that tend to die more likely to die giving childbirth, which almost happened to her as well. And she was degraded down to 70 percent. All this stuff took place and she still came out with her own shoe because somebody devalued her. Um, I think that's a big reflection on um, how specifically, and this is me staying in my lane uh, when it comes to speaking on behalf of women, anything, because I learned to shut your mouth and listen. So from this space I'm going to be speaking from is um, it's inspiring to see there's other ways of um, responding to injustices and, um, and the more options, the better. And to see Alison Felix do that after all those things I just listed um, is something that is inspirational, no matter what, um, who identifies or who is for it's a humankind situation, you know. And that brings us back to firewalking, literally, literally brings us back to firewalking, which is one of our symbols within one of our principles and that it really is about firewalking. So to be able to see her. And hear her story, again, not being able to probably be a direct mentor. I'm sure mm-hmm. she has people who she mentors, but just a, like a global mentor just from her story. Talk about showing firewalking and showing the ability to just, like you said, just to keep going. Just mm. to keep going. Tell me more about this firewalking. I like this. What, I like what, this term. Well, well uh, Ron, what, 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 what you really said to me, though, was, uh, and I'm going to come to firewalking with, with this is you said, Hey, she didn't lose her job. She, she took her job away from Nike. Exactly. And that language shapes culture exactly. and shapes meaning was so important. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where 
that, that that's really struck me as you were as we were talking, uh, continuing with her because that, that that change in my mind really went from a place of like weakness to growth to just a place of strength to growth, and and that mindset change is huge, and and that and that's kind of the purpose of firewalking where instead of physically having to be on those coals and feeling that pain, you immerse yourself so emotionally and connect to the story. You connect to the the content, the feedback that you're listening to somebody else. So in a mentoring situation, it can be very powerful. The, the lame business example I use is if you've never run a business where you've had a cash flow hammer, where your AR is less than your AP, and you never then had a bad week of growth, you've never had that come and suddenly you have no cash and every vendor wants to get paid. So until that happens to you, you can't actually internalize it or protect yourself, except if you firewalk and you truly listen to somebody who is telling you not just, oh yeah, here's the textbook answer of what a, of what's going to happen when your income is continuing to grow, yet AR is less than AP, that's going to be a cash flow hammer at some point when the mm-hmm. growth stops. Instead, if you really listen to you know the the emotions behind it of I was on cloud nine, we were having, you know, it wasn't just we were having happy hour on Friday nights, we were having happy hour as a business on Tuesday nights, we were overspending, you know, you start getting that kind of 360 experience, then suddenly you're able to firewalk and internalize it without having to step on the coals. I like that a lot. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to sit with that. I really like that terminology and the way you described it. And again, it it goes right exactly back to those are the benefits of VR is going through those experiences and being submerged in something where you don't have to worry about uh, going through those literal experiences because you can visual, you can virtualize that experience. So at least you're not caught off too much caught off guard. You know, um, you could do a VR experience of exactly what Jimmy's talking yes, about. Yes, you imagining you are sitting there and the phone rings and you turn your head, yeah. picking it up, and like hearing this exact experience. Mm-hmm. What does that actually feel like? Yeah, because it's like you. It's it's what you think of, but it's also how do you like how do you feel in that moment? Exactly. And if you can communicate how it feels to be in that position, that is much different than what the intellectual or thinking part of the situation is. And that's measurable now because it's digital experience. So even if you have have an interactive, so um, I'll I'll show you guys, I'll send you another link. Uh, This is like a choose your own adventure type of setup, uh, but you can do it through video. And uh, there's an example of a video of someone buying a coffee. He's going through town, whatever, with the camera. And then, uh, he's getting into an elevator and then he's walking behind like the the director of whatever. And he's and the director walks in the elevator and the guy walks in right behind him and stands behind him. And he sneezes and spills the coffee on the back of the director's jacket. And then the scene freezes like, what would you do next? Would you uh, tell him about it, keep it moving or blame it on somebody else? And by based on your selection, you get to see a whole nother experience based on all three of those and on on all three of those answers. When I say it's measurable, is like there's A, just having the visual experience, but if you're selecting a button 
on how to respond to a phone call, mm-hmm. now you're seeing, now the interaction is actually measurable now. So now you're seeing not just time spent, but you're seeing people make decisions to see what those outcomes look like. And now it's not just an experience anymore. It's something that's measurable and it's something that can be tracked to see somebody's progress from even before they put the they got into the program, right? So let's say you have a pre-assessment on what's your idea on uh, Ele- elevator etiquette. Elevator <laughs> etiquette. What do you know? Like this is what you know. Okay, cool. Here's a scenario. We'll teach you some stuff. Here's a scenario. Now put yourself in this position. What would you have done based on the things that you learned? And I select you select this, this, and that, and whatever. And then at the end, you do a post-assessment. Like, oh, okay, because of this whole experience, I know that I can do these things now better because I selected these things. But all this all matters to your client and to your sponsors because you can show results and saying, hey, we have video content, VR video content that's cool. No, we have video content that's measurable that can bring results that sponsors can put a dollar towards as well. And it doesn't price. Yeah, and you're saying because people are actually choosing they are having an active uh, they're having an active position in the outcomes. They chose this, therefore that happened. They're going to take more ownership of the entire process because they were literally active. You weren't passive watching the movie and right. your snuggie. You might have still been in your snuggie, but you're actively clicking. You're thinking yep. it through. It's going to yep. lead you closer to firewalking. And, you know, um, I just lost it. But, yes, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So talk me a little bit more about the measurables and what you've seen with VR about how that, you know, are you talking about measuring the clicks? You're talking about measuring the amount of people that get to the same, you know, if you have, you know, uh, I don't know, four different decisions, yes or no, throughout a movie, mm-hmm. you have 16 potential outcomes, you know? Yep. I mean, this is all theory for me, right? So um, I do know that with digital anything, you can track performance when people click. That's all I know from there. As far as how that works with VR, I'm definitely not there, um, but I know that that's measurable. Um, I guess the, what my thought came back to me is like, how, how, how do you measure soft skills? It's mm. <laughs> a great question. The amount of times you get a neutral to positive facial expression back through the Zoom camera. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is one way. Invite you to stay at their house. That's one way. Yeah. Travel, like, <laughs> different cities. Exactly. Exactly. And, and why? Why? Why would they say yes in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> how many? Wow. So, I think in the VR space, um, based on answers and developing and improving someone's soft skills, that is something that you can create an experience that can guide them towards excellence. That's measurable based on those modules, and now you have a place to actually measure soft skills because that's what the content's surrounded around. And that's really what we see when we think about mentoring and we think about what value it brings. And our audience is really like new grads, like grads, grad school, like first couple jobs. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the group that we're talking to, not youth yep. um, or people coming back into the workforce is like the soft skills is the hardest to teach. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the one that's missing the most for this. And it's, and it's actually like a huge differentiator for those who really have it and for those who are focused on it. So I think being able to tie that, of course, with the new technology and mm-hmm. go ahead. No, that was it. Yeah. And with the new technology, that's it. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, 
Well, uh, Ron, if if any of our listeners want to find you and aren't deciding to read what's going to be probably our best show notes ever with you and I combining with <laughs> links and uh, all well, the video markers, where where could they find you to watch you know some of your videos or check out some of your improv entrepreneurship? Huh. Um. I'll say let's do find me on you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Ron John Ron John Jr. I'm just look at Ron Johnson actually in Triton Consulting NYC Triton T R I T O N. So you search in there's apparently there's more than one Ron Johnson in this world. So uh, other than my dad, um, so when you search me, you look up Ron Johnson uh, in Triton T R I T O N. The name of my business is Triton Consulting NYC. Um, my, my calling, my one-liner is I'm a curator of entrepreneurship experiences. I have a youth entrepreneurship program called Triton Pilot Program. Uh, the mission is to, uh, empower, uh, youth to be successful through uncertainty. Uh, we know that United the Americans, uh, 40% of Americans cannot afford uh, a $400 emergency bill right now. And therefore our kids aren't going to be prepared either. And um, the Triumph Pilot Program uh, helps youth um, invest in themselves by creating multiple streams of income so they can make decisions uh, to be the CEOs of their future. And that's what the Triumph Pilot Program does. And then outside of that, I'm an instructional designer where I create curriculum for other clients that are subject matter experts. So if there's a sailboat company out there or some underwater basket weaving classes, um, I'm probably not going to take it, but I will teach. You tell me the top three things you need to learn. I can make it into an immersive um, educational uh, content uh, for participants of underwater basket weaving. Um, you can also find me on social media, Ron John Jr., R-O-N-J-O-H-N-J-U-N-I-O-R. Uh, that's on Instagram mostly. Um, yeah. And then the TritonPilotProgram.com. That's for youth entrepreneurship. And uh, that's my main piece right now. But I also use this content uh, for fifth graders and for adults. My fifth graders just don't know that they're punching above their weight class. And uh, that's how I like it. I love it. So uh, you're telling me that you're going to have a 360 video of underwater basket weaving coming out soon? Yes. I'm just waiting for my uh, my goggles, my my snorkel gear, and then I'm ready to go. I love it. You snorkeling in a Snuggie. You snorkeling in a Snuggie. That's a song. <laughs> Yeah. Snuggle in my Snuggie. I don't know what that could mean, but it sounds like it might have a print of a on there, but it sounds really good. That's that, that's going to be the hit, uh, like, single of that video. Because I'm already thinking, Snuggie. I'm like, wait, you had the Triton pilot program, so that's why you're flying the drones, because you are you would already train. You're the train. You trained the trainers, so you're ready to go. That's uh, I, I, you, you, I wasn't even thinking about that until right now. I'm running with that. That is my idea now. Thank you. I love it. Hey, Ron, this was awesome. Uh, Thanks so much, man. This was really fun. So, Julie, I need you to level. How is Orange Theory Fitness? Orange Theory with Ron is an experience everybody should have once in their life. That energy and enthusiasm, oh my gosh, I am exhausted and still sore. But what a fun conversation. Isn't he great? Ron's the best. I feel really lucky that you've introduced me to him and I've gotten to chat with him a couple of times outside the pod. Yeah, he's really awesome. And 
he really has expanded my mind, honestly, around VR again, like sticking in kind of the 2D and, and kind of ready to, I don't know, take it off into 3D. I mean, maybe all three of us could snorkel in Snuggies while we're home in our houses and all different places. And we can, you know, have these great experiences together. We just need the hook. If you're listening and you're a music producer, you know, you write the hook, we'll distribute it. We'll bring the snorkels. We'll bring the snuggies. It'll be great. But yeah, no, this is a super fun conversation, and uh, and I'm excited. You know, my brain's on fire. I'm excited to see how we can augment our augmentary. What's exciting to me about Ron is that he provides such context. You know, when people use the word context, I think we miss some of the power behind it. Of like, no, it, it becomes more real to all of your senses. So if in the beginning we were just on phone, our augmented reality was just audio. And now we started having video conference, so our augmented reality is audio and visual. Well, now we're getting into, you know, actually touching things through augmented reality and having some of those feedback loops. And that does create this added potential for firewalking. I mean, just like, you know, principle seven, you know, resiliency and firewalking, to be able to actually feel, but in a safe place uh, physically, some of these experiences, I think it's only going to allow the opportunity for more and more people to feel comfortable, as we talked about earlier, sharing with others. And Ron, as an instructional designer who wants to educate people through the internet, bringing in this incredibly powerful tool of augmented uh, reality, there's so much potential here. And I think for a lot of people that might be stuck with the current tools, this tool, you know, hopefully has the potential, especially around, you know, some of the, uh, the issues with depression that the internet's causing you know, could virtual reality be able to be a way to then be an antidote and a salve to some of the problems that we've had in Web 2.0? Who knows? Who knows? Lots of good questions. Maybe we'll have a follow-up as we kind of work on augmenting or augmentoring. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for a great conversation. It's always fun to hang out with you, Jimmy. And I'll kick it over to you to read us out. So this was our first episode of season two of Augmenters. So please visit our website for more interactive content at augmenters.us. Please like, subscribe, and more importantly, share our podcast with someone you care about. Feel free to drop us a line, questions, or suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, or find us on your favorite social media at augmentershq. If you want to help Julie and Jimmy in our mentoring journey, then please subscribe because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producers, Erlen Cato and Sean Omendam.